Well, hello, Bible Love listeners. So glad you are back with us for our summer series. Um, Remember, we're talking to creators and folks that are just doing amazing things to build the kingdom of God. And we've got another fantastic guest for you um, this week. But before we begin, we're going to start with our prayer that we've been starting this series with every time. This is from the Book of Common Prayer for those who influence public opinion. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Almighty God, you proclaim your truth in every age by many voices. Direct in our time, we pray those who speak where many listen and write what many read, that they may do their part in making the heart of this people wise, in its mind sound and its will righteous. To the honor of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Love that. Yeah, we have a treat today. This we've recorded a couple of these, and I've got to meet folks. Um, But this is one that I've actually used with my boys, and we could talk about that. The way Storymakers was a part of my pandemic life. Yeah, Uh, that'll be fun to talk about. Uh, We have Mel Luna, who's the founder and executive director of Storymakers NYC. And so she's here to talk to us about uh, what it's like to be a creative in the Christian space, what it's like to create formation resources, particularly for uh, kiddos and younger folks, and just kind of what it's like to be an entrepreneur of all of this in, in this world. So Mel, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I love it. <laughs> I, I agree with Alan. Um, you were my best friend during the pandemic. Uh, I, love I, don't, it. I don't have children, um, but I am the rector of a church of about 300. So I have a lot of babies and um, we couldn't have formation. We couldn't meet. We couldn't do anything. Like every week I was putting the link to Storymakers out there for um, my folks to at least be able to work with their kids at home so they would not miss a minute of this. So Mel, we're just thrilled you're here. Start off by telling the folks what we will link everything in the show notes as well, but tell the folks what Storymakers is, how you got called into this ministry. Um, Tell us all the things. Yeah. Well, I'm Mel and I'm originally from Arizona, but I live in New York City. And I would say about... 2015, I started to develop a kids ministry called Creative Arts Camp. And that was a way for us to capture kids who maybe families didn't go to church or regular, regularly attending. Um, and so we created this like immersive experience of story. And we found that kids were coming back to church and they were really learning what the story was all about. And they were identifying the redemptive thread, which is what we're all about. So in 2018, uh, and other, other clergy were reaching out to me and they were like, can I get your curriculum? What are you guys making? And I was like, well, it's not like I could just send you a PDF of what we do. So in 2018, we decided, I said, well, you know what? I'm going to try to raise some money. And if we raise money, then I'm going to do it. And if not, then that's fine. You know, just we'll just keep doing what we do in New York. 
um, well, we raised money and we were able to uh, start story makers. And the whole idea was, you know, I love Madeline Light Angle walking on water and she's got all these wonderful books uh, around creation and art. And so uh, we have this, it's not a new idea at all, but we had this thought process of wanting kids to connect with the idea that if God's the ultimate story makers, we're story makers too. And we're connected to that redemptive thread and he's knit us into his story. And so we wanted kids to know like, you're a story maker, you're part of God's big story. And out of that, we just, that's how we started building out story makers. I had a fantastic team of artists. We have this amazing couple uh, she's a graphic designer. The husband's an illustrator and he is a yo-yo artist. <laughs> That's his real day job. What does a yo-yo artist mean? He performs like at the circus, on television. All, all with a yo-yo. Oh yeah. And juggling. So cool. All sorts of things. And they grew up in the church. They know these stories like the back of their hand. And so Justin brings such an imaginative perspective to these stories so you can see if you've done story makers, you've seen those illustrations, they're imaginative, vivid, just kind of out of the box. Um, and so I think, you know, we were given an amazing team uh, to build story makers, um, you know, out of. So that's kind of, that's just a short, shortish answer. So. Well, I love that too, because you think about this just started in 2018. And where you are now in 2023, I mean, you have a whole team of people um, and we were talking about the pandemic. Do you think that made a difference, the pandemic, if, as far as y'all growing? I think so, because I think we had the flexibility and the creativity to be become modular really quickly. Um, in 2020, we went to this big forma conference, uh, rooted in Jesus. And we kind of, people were kind of getting to know us. We had like two things and then the pandemic obviously happened and we were in New York. Um, and so, and we had already made a bunch of things. So we just, we wanted to make it accessible. We, the team was like, well, we can make stuff remotely. We were already working remotely. We didn't have to be together. And so we did the videos. Um, and because we're a non-for-profit, we're set up to give, we give away 70% of all the things that we make. Um, and so we already had that model in place. So as this was happening, we were able to just disseminate our content um, out where we could. So um, I think that really propelled us to be more creative and um, and push in places. And I think it made people open and other ministries open to something new. Um, they were used to doing other curriculums. And so people didn't have as many choices. Um, and this curriculum was set up to be interacted with at home and at church. We've, you know, that was, that's the whole intention of it. Well, while we're on that subject, talk to us about the curriculum. Like how is it, is it lectionary based? How's it set up? How would someone use it? Yeah. So it's a 42 week program. And the idea is, is that kids would be immersed in the Bible. They're going to get two old Testament adventures every year, three new Testament. And the way that we do new Testament is through Advent, Lent and Easter. And we, and we do a comic series for those a new Testament series and we do like the more fine art for the other activities. Um, we were noting and, you know, 
all of the demographics say like, oh, people aren't going to church as much or kids aren't going to church as much. So we decided like every adventure would be one big story so that if kids come to church, the beginning, middle and end of a semester, they got the scope of the whole story. So you're not just doing a bunch of tiny little stories and then they miss out. Um, We also created it with intention for kids to play the parts for there to be six points of entry into each chapter. Kids don't, they're not, we don't all learn the same. We don't all engage the same. So we wanted to make diverse avenues for kids to engage these stories um, creatively. But, you know, some kids may really lean on fun facts or they might be introspective. Um, we created social emotional tools so that community can be built within the context of a Sunday school classroom. Um, and at the end of the day, we know parents have the most spiritual formation impact on their kids' formation. So we want parents to know what kids are doing in church and for there to be a bridge between those two things. So this, this curriculum is ideal to use in church um, and it's wonderful used to use at home. Yeah. Alan, talk to us about how you used it at home with your kids during. Yeah. So I, um, I was on a Bishop staff during this time during COVID and all that. So like, my kids went to church on Sundays and I went to different churches on Sundays. It was a, it was a weird deal. And then all of a sudden we're all at home and no one's going to church. So St. Martin's in Columbia, South Carolina, um, they had a children's minister and an associate rector there, Caitlin Darnell, who um, got in touch with you, I think pretty quickly. and was like, Hey, I want to start um, doing boxes for. We did kits for them. We're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so once a month, I think someone from the church would like drop something on my porch and knock, and then we would go pick it up. And my boys in 2020, my boys were what? They were 11 and nine. Um, and they loved it, right? Like they've been to a lot of church, right? They've heard a lot of their dad talking about stuff. They've seen it all. They've done catechesis, the good shepherd. They've done godly play. All these things are wonderful. Uh, What, what story makers does is different. Um, And so they loved kind of the novelty of this as a new thing. It's creative. It's, you know, so it was just great. Number one, that a church had this idea. Y'all worked with this church to do this thing that like, formation showed up on my doorstep and so when we turned off zoom school for the day we could you know do something creative do something fun do something different yeah it's awesome um so you have a great instagram presence and i am not a child clearly i'm 45 years old but i feel like i learned something every day from your instagram because you're so consistent in what you do And I think, and I've said this on podcasts before, like some of my favorite learning is from like children's Bibles or children's curriculum, like even as adults. So I know you don't have adults in mind when you're thinking about this curriculum, but do you ever hear that? Like that the adults are learning from this too, because if not, if I'm the first one to tell you, it's, it's very, (laughs) no, it's, you know, we, we do have grownups in mind, um, especially we did this new faith for littles catechism and it has four parts. Um, and so whenever we are creating content, I'm always thinking about like grownups and, um, the unchurched folks, um, that maybe, you know, and I think 
a lot of times we try to find hidden gems in these stories. Um, and so, yeah, I think we, we are certainly thinking about nourishing the grownups that are involved with it because if they're nourished and the kids, you know, catch on with that. So, um, but yeah, no, we've, we, we hope that we're hosting a conference in a couple weeks here in New York and we're hoping, you know, that, uh, grownups really catch on to this idea of like being captivated by, captivated by their imaginations around these stories, see them all over again with fresh eyes in a new way. Well, and I think that's what makes story makers different, in my opinion. Not that other things are not creative, but you always find that creative nugget, like you just said. Like, I feel like I'm learning something I had never thought about, even though I've known that story my whole life. You know what I mean? And so I feel like that is such a gift that you all bring to this. Um, Okay, I did not prepare you for this question, but, and you probably (laughs) won't answer, but do you have a favorite of one of the story makers sessions. The zings. Yeah. Well, I love, we just, well, we did the promised land um, last year and I just really loved what um, the, the activities, the art that came out of it, Justin reimagined like Rahab and Deborah and all of these fantastic characters um, in just a whole new fresh way. And I just, uh, seeing these characters in a new light and from this new perspective is just, uh, that's, that's been really, I don't know that the promised land is like pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we just, we're rolling out jet, the giant and Kings. Um, yeah, we're trying, we're doing these new profiles on different characters, but yeah, the promise has been awesome. Well, I mean, the good news is, is that it's endless what you could do. I mean, the battle yeah. itself is so big, but then, you know, like you can even recreate within, all right, so talk a little bit more about the conference that y'all have got coming up. This will be yeah, the it's conference our first behind us by the time this comes out, but maybe they want to do it next year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we are hosting a conference because we do really care about grownups that are involved with kids. And so oftentimes in ministry, and we talk to people across the country all the time, every day, we're Zooming people, people are burned out, they're exhausted, um, they are feeling fatigued, and like maybe that they're not doing a great job. And so we wanted to invite youth and family ministers, parents to come and sort of be refreshed. We want to love on them. Um we are going to have beautiful food. We're going to have speakers. We're going to have art sessions for them to get to engage uh, in our tools and get to play a little bit. Uh, I think it's just, you know, it's something that we often leave behind is the imagination and creative play. And it's so nourishing for ourselves because God is creative and he made us to be creative. And so when we get the balance between the left and the right side of that brain, I think we are so... Um, we become open to new ideas and new ways of doing ministry ultimately. Um, and then we remember that we are receivers too. So that's the whole hope around the conference uh, is that folks get to come and be refreshed in the gospel and, you know, leave not exhausted. A lot of times you leave a conference and you're pretty exhausted too. So I love that. Okay. So you all have this curriculum that you put out that anybody could go to your website or Instagram and, you know, be in contact with y'all or talk to you about how to use um, the curriculum. But you you kind of talked about it a little bit with you and Alan did. Can a church call you and you work on something specific to them um, like St. Martin's did? Can you talk a little bit? Yeah. So we have, so two 
Um, there's, there are two times a year. These are my favorite times a year, the beginning and the middle of the year where we host, where we offer a match church program. Um, and so essentially because we're a non-for-profit, we want to equip churches of all sizes and um, backgrounds with good quality resources. So churches can apply to this church match program twice a year, and we will subscribe churches for a full 42-week program, and they can receive up to 50% off. Some churches receive full scholarships to our program. So I just want to put that out there. If you're looking for resources, we would love to cover you. Um, and then we have team members who will customize any kind of program for your given context or church. Um, we'd love to do that. We love to like be creative and problem solve with folks as they're kind of, they're, you know, navigating their own ministries. Um, and we love to troubleshoot and give new fresh ideas. So I'll call us, get connected with us. We love to um, be in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so like my parish um, in South Carolina, like I have a huge youth group but I don't have very many children. And so I think that what happens sometimes is that we get fearful of like even starting something because it's like, Oh, we only have one or two kids. And I think it's so good to know. And, I, and, and every church has its up and ups and downs in that. Right. Like yeah. so these youth that I, that I have 30 youth, they were all kids at one point. And I, yeah. you know, but now they're, we haven't had that next group come behind. And so I'd love to just hear some encouragement from you for parishes that might be like mine that were like, Oh, we don't really have any. Yeah. No, I have like a perfect example. We, there's a church in Pennsylvania outside of Philly that called me in the fall and really anxious about, um, they wanted to do a church match for five kids and they only had two and they came from one family. And so they were just really anxious about making a commitment and we're, we were matching them still. Um, but it just felt like a big step forward. And so we encouraged them like, go ahead and do it. It's going to be okay. And they did it. And then I saw that there, I saw their priest at the forward conference in January and he came up to me and he was super encouraging. And he said, we have six kids now. So we need more stuff. Um, so I think there are many of those. Uh, we just, we continue to hear these stories. I think that families need to know that you have thought about them before they even arrived. And you want to have something that is worthwhile um, something that is, you know, so even if a family comes into your church once or twice and you send them home with a zine, they're going to think, oh, this church wants me to be here. They're committed to families. Um, you know, so I think it speaks volumes to, you know, families who are just even coming a few times. Um, and I will mention that we do have teen content. So I don't know if you yes. know about that, but I do know that's about for the teens. I, I, I do know about that. And um, I've already got it on my radar for next year. I haven't been a curriculum this year, but I think story makers is so unique and so different in what they're and I love that the kids are the story makers the youth the teens whatever the children I mean that that is just a whole like you get to be part of this story too it's not just what you can learn um and I just think that's such a beautiful ministry and um I just thank God that God called you into this um because I can feel your spirit and your love for this kind of work and I think churches often feel overwhelmed and like, can I start this? I only have two kids. And I think just like your approach of 
go ahead. Even as, cause you want to at least have something there for them versus something for the kid to doodle on during church. You know what I mean? Like something that you're thinking. And I, and I always say like to my Christian ed folks and stuff is like, it takes one, only takes one. Right. And then, like you said, that great example of you only had two and now there's six and like, we have to be ready for whoever wants to hear God's word in whatever. That's right. And, and, you know, I think youth and family ministry is always about investing in a future we won't see. Um, And so I think that, um, you know, when we feel resistant or hesitant or afraid to like invest a little bit. Um, I think in part it has to do with our perspective of wanting to have um, measurable outcomes in our span of ministry in that time. Um, But the reality is, is that with youth and family, uh, we're investing and pouring ourselves into the lives of young folks and young families need a lot of support. Um, And we won't see the fruit of that fully maybe ever, um, or maybe when they're adults. So I think that's a helpful freeing perspective to have when you think about youth and family, when you're investing in the the lives of these kids, the goal is for them to come back to church. The goal is for us to create memories and uh, experience that is tactile um, and tangible. So they'll want to come back to those tangible means to church um, when they're grownups. Love that. Love that so much. Anything else we just need to know about Storymakers before our time's out? Yeah, that will be here for you. So reach out to us. Uh, We've got all sorts of resources. We are always giving stuff away on the blog. Um, We love to support churches. We have partnerships with many dioceses. So if you're in the diocese of Texas or, you know, um, you can always reach out to us because we might, you already have a partnership and you could be getting resources and set up. So uh, I love for folks to know about the match program. You know, I'm raising money so that we can resource folks. And uh, I love to see that it's being disseminated. We also have Spanish resources too. So fantastic. I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mel, thank you for your ministry and what you do. It's amazing. I'm so excited that our listeners are going to get to hear about it. And I mean, Mel said it herself, reach out to her. Yeah, come on over. (laughs) Our team is ready. They love it. And I'm going to be calling you about my youth group next year. Um, And so we'll be talking and all that good stuff. So thank you for your time and your ministry. And listeners, as always, remember that we love you, but most importantly, God does. Mm